This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Thank you for joining us, friends. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that every man and woman watching has got a purpose in you. Every single one of us are gifted. We are called by you. We're chosen by you. And I pray that even as you share your word, that we will have faith in our hearts to believe you, to trust you, and also to embrace what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I'm so delighted to be able to share with you. You can open your books and you can start making notes. This is our first session of this journey called Gifted. And we're going to discover our spiritual gifts, our spiritual superpowers, as some people call it. And I know that many people have been connected and they've been watching some of these superheroes. Friends, that is just a figment of someone's imagination. Superheroes are nothing compared to divinely Uh, empowered gifts that God gives his children. And I believe that God is a gift giver and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Just, I've got a gift right here and I love gifts. I don't know, do you love gifts? I I love gifts. And the reason why I brought a little gift with is I just want to celebrate the fact that God gives all of us gifts. And the most amazing thing about a gift is you cannot enjoy a gift if you only hear about it, if you only talk about it, or if you only complain about it because it's not as big or as small as you think, you cannot enjoy or experience a gift until you've opened it and you've engaged with it. Imagine someone gave me a car for, as a gift. So here's some car keys. I've got my car keys in here. Imagine someone said to me, Mark, as a gift, I'd like to give you a car. And I said, wow, what a gift. You just gave me this amazing gift. And when, imagine I just post a, a, a selfie on Instagram with me and my car, or, or maybe you just got an amazing gift, and in that, in that package was, a, was an amazing brand new iPhone 13, and you're like, wow, look at my gift, and you pose with the gift, you tell everyone, you put it on your WhatsApp status, you tell everyone about the gift that you got, but you never open it, you never experience it, you never go and drive it, you never go and open that, that phone and enjoy it. If you do not open the gift, if you do not engage with the gift that's given to you, you're going to miss out on the blessing of that gift. And I believe that today, God wants you to understand that you are gifted. You and I are chosen by God. We are called by God. You can tell someone next to you, if you're sitting next to someone, you are called by God. If you're called by God, we are chosen by God because God has called us and He gifts, He gives us gifts for His glory, for His purpose and for our enjoyment, and for the benefit of others, for His glory, and for the benefit of others. And so we're going to get into Romans chapter 12, but I'm so excited about the fact that we are going to come and explore over the next six weeks, we're going to explore some of the gifts that God has given us. And so friends, in the, in the New Testament, we, we see that there's, there's three groupings of giftings that we read about. The one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and, uh, and then of, often it, it's unpacked a little bit into 1 Corinthians 14, and then you get Ephesians 4 gifts, which are, are, are translocal gifts, ministry gifts. And then you get the Romans 12 gifts. And we're going to unpack the Romans 12 gifts over six weeks and in our small groups and in our daily devotions. And these Roman 12, Romans 12 gifts are often called motivational gifts, and they are residing gifts. So these are the gifts that reside. So in 1 Corinthians 12, the Holy Spirit or the manifestation gifts are often the it's, it's available to all of us, but the Holy Spirit empowers us 
when those gifts are needed. So when you need to pray for a sick person, there's the gifts of healing that come, or, or maybe a word of knowledge. There's the gift of the word of knowledge that, that comes. So I believe that, though, and it's for the benefit of others. It's to build up others. But, and then the Ephesians 4 gifts is often to equip the saints. That's the purpose of those gifts. But the Romans 12 gifts are these gifts that God gave you, and they reside with you. They are imparted to you. They are actually woven into your makeup, into who you are. God has formed you like this. God has made you like this so that you can experience these gifts and yet you can express them. So what we want to do over the next six weeks, I want to encourage you to come on a journey with me. And we are going to grow in understanding our spiritual gifts and understanding how we can exercise and live out those amazing spiritual gifts, how we can be blessed by God, but also how we can be a blessing with those gifts. Now, Steve Wimble and the team at City, City Church, I just want to thank God for them. They did an amazing job just by compiling this course, and uh, we're going to be using some of their materials, so I want to give honor where honor is due. Thank God for Steve Wimble, for Taryn Williams, and the team that worked so hard to help us with some of the material. And so even some of the preaching that I'll be doing, I'll be referencing some of the the notes because it was just so brilliant. And are we going to weave it into some of the things that God has shared with me personally? But Steve tells a story about his tools. And, and from time to time, friends, I do some handyman stuff, but I'm not great at, at uh, doing handyman work. I'm off, obviously, I love tools. I don't know a man that's not attracted to tools. We like buying them. We like having them, but we don't like using them <laughs> always. I don't, not, not everyone likes using them. Now, Steve tells a story about, imagine if his tools on one night in the middle of the tools, in the tool shed, start having an argument with one another. And the argument goes like this. They're like, you know what? We really, we really love it when Steve uses us. When Steve touches us, when Steve uses us, we love it. But say, for instance, the hammer comes and he says, you know what? I'm most important. I'm the most important tool in the toolbox. Why? Because my gift is I can hit stuff in and I can nail stuff and, and I'm strong and I make a difference. And when Steve uses me, things move and shake. The hammer could be like, hey, I'm the most important. And then the screwdriver could say, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm, I'm the most important because when Steve has to loosen things or he has to tighten things, that's, I'm the most important. Steve tells the story like, like this. I wouldn't say it about Mark because Mark is not great with handy, handyman work. But call it the pliers. Now, this is my favorite pliers. Peter Rasmussen bought me this pliers. And um, obviously, I'll, uh, it's amazing. If, if the pliers, friends, says to the hammer and the, and the screwdriver, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, if, if, if you, you don't understand, if, if something needs to be loosened or tightened, I'm the guy. If something, uh, and, and especially when it comes to, to taps, and, and I mean, I, 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 make a, I can get into difficult spaces. I'm way more important. And he call it one of the spanners pops up and he says, whoa, you don't understand. I do bolts and nuts. And without me, bolts and nuts cannot be tightened or loosened. I'm the most important. Friends, that would be, a worthless argument because each and every one of these tools are needed for a specific purpose and for a specific time. And so what makes them special isn't the, isn't the specific gift that they have. What makes them special is in whose hands they are. What makes them special isn't what they do, but in whose hands they are. And then when they do what they are made to do, when they live out their specific gift, it's amazing how they make a massive Difference, And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the fact that you are uniquely gifted and that God's got a specific gift 
and a specific blessing upon you. And there's a specific even um, kind of like a, a combination of gifts in your life that makes it so special that God wants to use you powerfully. And just because um, you're not like someone else doesn't make you less important or more important, but, you, but it makes you very important because in the hands of the Father, our Father in heaven, you get used for His glory and for the benefit of others. Let's get into Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read verse 1 to 8, actually verse 3 to 8, and we're going to see how these gifts are grace gifts that God graciously gives, gives us, and these gifts reside with us. It says, for the, by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. So Mr. Hammer, or don't be like Mr. Hammer that thinks more highly of himself than he ought. Don't think of ourselves. Sometimes, you know, I've got the gift of prophecy, or you might have the gift of generosity, or someone else might have the gift of leadership, or someone else might have the gift of mercy, and they think of themselves more highly than they ought. He says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. So these gifts, I believe, operate by faith, and I believe that we need to view ourselves by faith and not by flesh. He says here in verse 4, he says, For to each of us, can you say to each of us? So that means no one's excluded. I love this about God, is that you are not excluded from the gifts that he's, that he's distributed. God has distributed gifts to each of us. He says, each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. He says, so in Christ, though many from one body, each member belongs to all the others. So you're not disconnected. You're connected to other believers. He says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. <laughs> I love this. He's saying, we have different gifts, and these gifts are not based on your performance or based on your surname or based on your family's history or even based on where you were born or where you live or the language you speak or based on the school that you attended or the university that you got or the degree that you ended up achieving. It says, actually, it's, accordance to the it's according to the grace of God, grace given to us. He says, if your gift is prophesying, and we're going to talk about prophesying next week. He says, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. He says, if your gift is prophesy, prophesy according to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead or leadership, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I love how Paul is encouraging the church in Rome, and, and we are being encouraged today that no matter what gift is given to us, God wants us to excel in these gifts. God wants us to use these gifts, not to keep them, not to kind of leave them dormant on the shelf, but God wants us to use these gifts. Friends, no matter how amazing a tool is, if it stays on the shelf, it's worth nothing. It only, gets, it only adds value. It only adds value when it is in the hands of the Father or hands of the Master, and if it is being used. Henry T. Blackaby said the following. He says, anyone who enters into an intimate relationship with God can see God do exceptional things through his or her life. So if you enter into a, an intimate relationship with God, and that's what our lives are all about, he says, God's going to do extraordinary, exceptional things through your life. He says, the outcome does not depend 
on a person being unusually gifted, educated or wealthy. He says the outcome is actually based on, he says the key is the indwelling presence of God doing unusual things. Listen, friends, the key to you and me functioning in our gifts is the indwelling presence of Jesus. Is the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit's power. We cannot do these, live out these gifts without His presence, without His power, without Him empowering us to do so. So there's four things I want to touch on today. In light of Romans chapter 12 and in light of the fact that you are gifted and that God wants to use you and unlock that gift. And I saw just a picture while I was praying for this message. I saw a picture of so many of you literally having all these treasures inside of you, all these amazing gifts, these amazingly valuable gifts, costly, precious gifts inside of you. And for many of you watching, and many of us, even some of my gifts, have just been kind of neglected, especially through kind of like the COVID time, we've neglected some of that gift. And God is saying, no, actually today, I want to unlock what I've put inside you. And I want to, you to be blessed and to be a blessing as you discover these gifts and as you use these gifts for my glory. So number one, the first thing I want to touch on today is that you and I need to remember, and could you say this? I am unique. I'm not anyone else. I'm born an original. I'm not going to die a copy. I am unique. It says this in Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Of 12 verse 6, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So God has made you unique, and God has given specific grace with specific gifts to you. You are unique. No one's fingerprints are the same. No one's, no one's DNA is the same, friends. I smile differently. I look differently. I've got different appearances. There, No one looks exactly the same. No one, even identical twins, no one looks 100% the same. God, in his awesome, his awesome creativity, as the creator of everything, decided to be so creative to make us all, to create us all uniquely and wonderfully. It actually says in Psalm 139 that you and I, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, is, God has made us uniquely, perfectly, specially, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Joyce Meyer says, she says, God has uniquely gifted you to help someone. Be available as God opens doors for you to do so. Steve Wimble speaks about the fact that he, he puts, he's puts these colors, and I'd like to put it on the screen right now. He puts colors of himself, and you could see these kind of seven colors, just different sizes of them. So he's got different weights of different colors and also different order of kind of strengths of these, of these colors on his, in his profile. And he says when he puts Jackie's profile next to him, his, his wife, you can see that, you can see it on the screen. They are the same colors, but they are ordered differently and they are sized differently. And the way that he speaks about it, he says, listen, friends, you and I have, we have, we have different levels of these Romans 12 gifts and in different order, some of them are more predominant and more weighty. And some of them are a little bit, but we are all called to, 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 to be encouraging in a way, all called to be generous. But some of us are really weightily generous. Some of us are weightily when it comes to our faith or when it comes to even um, specifically leadership or even call it prophecy. We might have that really strongly. And he's saying just because uh, we have them differently doesn't mean that we are not 
important. It means that we are unique and God uses us uniquely. I believe that these seven gifts are like spiritual, supernatural superpowers that you and I have for the glory of God. I believe that you, you and I, each and every one of us, have unique and special gifts. That's the number one thing. Can you say this out loudly? I am unique. I'm chosen by God. I'm loved by God. I, I'm a child of God. That's who I am. Whom the sun says free is free indeed. I'm loved by the king. I'm, I'm blessed because of his great love for me. I'm chosen by God. I'm his masterpiece. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse, verse 10 that we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good works that he prepared for us to do. You and I are a masterpiece. Say, I am unique. Secondly, I want you to say this out loud. I am connected. Not only I'm unique, but God has called me to be connected. We've spoken about this a lot in this church, but we are not only called to be unique, God, friends. We're not only called to kind of have our gift and to say, look how amazing I am. Without other people and their gifts, my gift is worthless. We've spoken about this so many times is that, that I need to be connected with other believers. It's in community that my gifts grow. It's in community. That's where you grow in your spiritual gifts. It's in the local church. It's planted in your, in your light group or your life group. It's, it's planted in that small group that, that you're connected with. It's right there where you are connected. That's where God's gifting starts being released. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 5. So in Christ, though many from one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Listen to this, friends. We are one body connected to one another. Like Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, he says that I cannot say that I don't need you. To the, to the hand, I don't need you. This finger needs to be connected to the body in order for it to function and be effective. No matter how powerful your gift is, God doesn't want you to live out that gift in isolation. I believe that God lovingly expresses his genius by making our, our gifts interdependent and our lives interdependent. God loves you so much that he knows that it's not good for you and me to do life alone. It's not good for you and me to be out of community. He wants to plant us in community. Now, if you're watching from a place where you might not be planted in one of our potch, uh, potch community, uh, our potch light groups or our Clarkson groups or even our Charlotte groups, if you're not connected in one of those groups, I want to encourage you, speak to us. We'd like to find you a community of faith where you can connect. I believe that God wants you and me to, be, to understand that we are uniquely gifted so that others can be divinely lifted. Steve Wimble said this. He says, you and I are uniquely gifted so that others can be divinely lifted. That's, that's the purpose of the gifts, is to bring glory to God, for you and me to enjoy God while we live out our gifts, and that others can be lifted up. It's amazing. Even right now, while I'm recording this broadcast, you must understand, Ashley, our media guy, is working exceptionally hard to make sure that this video works right. There's, there's guys like Lunga doing the, doing the lower thirds. There's others helping with the lights. Chris has made sure that, that everything's going to work right. It's amazing how I needed to prepare, and I even needed to connect with the guys in City Hill and, and connect with our preaching team in City, City on the Hill Church, our Clarkson and Potch preaching team, in order to be able to get to sharing this message with you. Friends, we are not an island. We cannot do this alone. See, God has not gifted me, and he's not gifted you for us to be puffed up. God has gifted us 
so that we can lift others up. See, sometimes people get a gift and they get the gift of prophecy or they get the gift of healings or they get the gift of showing mercy or they get the gift of, of leadership and then it's all about them. But Lord, may we never ever become puffed up, but may we become humble and lift others up in Jesus' name. The third thing I want to share with you today, and you can say this out loud, say it, this is our third statement, I must grow. I must grow. Number one, I'm unique. Number two, I'm connected. I can't do this alone. Number three, I must grow. Friends, it's not honoring to God when he gives us gifts and we don't use them and we don't grow in these gifts. I believe that we need to learn about what God's got for us. We need to learn about the gifts that he's given us. And then we need to be able to grow in being used by God. You see, friends, if you go back to the hammer, friends, it's amazing that the hammer, no matter how good the hammer is, it needs to know where to hit and how hard to hit every single time. You have to grow in this gift. I believe when God gives you the gift of leadership, you can grow, you can excel in that gift. If God gives you the gift of encouragement, you can grow and excel in that gift. Let's look at those seven gifts that God wants us to grow in. Number one, prophecy. Number two, the gift of service. Number three, the gift of teaching. Number four, gift of encouragement. Number five, the gift of generosity. Number six, the gift of leadership. And number seven, the gift of showing mercy. Now God wants us to grow. Now if you've got three of these top gifts, once you've done your gift analysis, it's gonna be so powerful because what you're gonna do is you're gonna say, wow God, I've got a gift of leadership. Wow God, I've got the gift of generosity. I wanna grow in this gift. I don't wanna keep it to myself because friends, the more you, see friends what I've learned, if you've got a muscle, the more you use it, the more it grows. The more you engage with the gifting that God's given you, the more it grows. We're gonna talk about that next week, about prophecy, and how you and I can continually grow in this gift. And I believe that God's going to help you and me to grow in our gifts. And I just wanna encourage us today. Friends, do not neglect the gift that God has given you. Paul writes to Timothy, he says, do not neglect the gifts that God has put in you. That the gift that God has entrusted to us, we should not neglect it. When, when Jesus gave, remember when he gave those talents, one talent, two talents, five talents to those men, and he says the master came back and said, what did you do with the talents that I gave you? I want to ask you today, for our series and for this six-week journey, could you pray even fast? Could you study the scriptures and say, God, what are the gifts that you've given me? Because one day, Jesus is going to come and ask you, what did you do with the gifts that I've given you? The last thing I want to say today, remember our first statement, I'm unique. Second statement, I'm connected, I'm not alone. Third statement, I'm committed to growing in my grace gift. Fourth and last statement, I must act. Say it, I must act. Friends, it means nothing if you don't do anything with your gifts. It means nothing, even though I've got the most amazing car, like I said earlier, if I've got the most amazing devices, if I do not do anything with it, it means nothing to me. Friends, he's saying this, and I, I love how Steve touches on, on Nike. Nike's got, this, Nike's got this slogan, just do it. I find that people sometimes say, no, but Mark, I'm not ready. Mark, I'm waiting for a better time. I believe we should just do it. If God's given you the grace to do something, he's given you the gift to flow in, in, in an area, a strength, one of these seven gifts, just do it. Just like Nike says, just do it. It's actually miraculous. When you and I step out in faith, 
God honors that. And God, I believe God enjoys it when we live out our gifts. It's like when you see your child excelling in something that's really he's good at. If your child's good at athletic, athletics or he's good at academics or maybe he's good at, at, a, a, at a certain skill and you just see him excel in it. Isn't that amazing how you as a parent, you just love it. Our Heavenly Father loves it when we live out our gifts. I believe that, like he says, just, just do it. So just do it. If, if, if you call to prophesy, just prophesy. If you've got the grace to serve, then serve. If you've got the calling and the gifting to teach, teach with all your heart. If you've got the grace on your life to give encouragement, encourage, give it, and just do it. If you've got the grace to be generous, to give, give generously. Then he says, he says, if it is to lead, lead diligently. Come on, friends. Let's lead diligently if we're called to lead. If it is called to mercy, showing acts of mercy, then do that cheerfully. Just do it. I believe all of these words are action words. Prophesying, it's an action word. Serving, it's an action word. Teaching is action. It's all of them are words that, that call for you and me to act courageously and humbly. Humbly. We need to be courageous and humble in the way that we live out these gifts. Uh, uh, Louis Farrakhan said the following. He said, we are all gifted, but we have to discover the gift, uncover the gift, nurture and develop the gift, and use it for the glory of God and for the liberation struggle of all people. Listen, friends, you're gifted. Settle that today. You're loved by God. You're chosen by God. Settle that today. And then could you be before God every day when you wake up in the morning, say, God, thank you for the gifts that you've given me. Help me to release these gifts in my family, among my friends, at my workplace, in my church. I want to be planted and I want to live out the gifting because I am gifted. I'm unique. I'm connected. I'm, I must grow and I must act. Friends, what makes every single tool and every single gift special is not so much the tool or the gift, but it's the hand that holds it. Like I said earlier today, your Father in heaven holds your life. And if you're far from God and you don't have a relationship with God, today I want to ask you to open your heart and allow the Father, the King of kings and the Lord of lords into your life. Allow Him to set you free from sin and shame and from eternal death and allow Him to become the Savior of your soul and allow Him to put His hand on your life to come and save you and to set you free from, from guilt and shame. But if you're close to God, I believe that today we need to yield to God. We say, God, pray this prayer after me and maybe you can say it out loud. Father, I want your hand on my life and your hand on the gifts of my life because as your hand comes upon my life everything changes as you use me i want you to use me god i'm yours here i am use me in jesus name friends let's worship god together let's enjoy his presence and let's allow the gracious hand of god to be upon us lord touch me use me in jesus name amen thanks for joining us for today's message don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.